You bubble line gobber moose drape poke. What'd you call me? You cumber of old fuck doodle. What are you doing? You muck spout gnash gab. How are you reading Shakespeare again? No, I'm practicing insults that'll keep me from being canceled by cancel culture. <laughs> okay. How, what is your line of reasoning for that, please? Nobody will understand what I'm actually saying about them. Oh, oh. So they can't very well put it on Twitter. They probably couldn't even spell it. That's true. Well, but... If it's, you know, recorded, they can like slow it down and, and actually try to jot it down. Then they'll feed it into a computer and the computer will come back and and say uh, what the meaning is. It'll be like an urban dictionary for the, the Middle Ages. <laughs> shows what you know, you dorble nitpicking hair cop. All right. Did have you played the intro? Push the button. The what? The button. The button. Greetings, all you recently chilled individuals. <laughs> this is the Long in the Boot podcast. I'm your host, G Long, joined as always by the lovely Deborah. Hello, hello, our people. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. And uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, this <laughs> is the podcast that comes to you from the heel of the boot, the frozen heel, the, the frozen heel of the boot of Southwest Louisiana, and our neighbors to the west. <clears throat> And uh, all those Texas folks over there who got it maybe worse than we did. I think they did. If you've got a... We don't live in the city. <laughs> we do not live in the city. If you got something <laughs> to say, you want to spout off, use your language skills, you can email us at longintheboot at gmail.com. Give us a call at 337-502-9011. And a Long in the Boot webpage is coming soon. I'm working on it right now. Oh, and, and don't forget about the, the Long in the Boot Facebook and page. And, of course, always the Long That's in the Boot. That's the most immediate. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. We, that, we pretty much look at that. If you have a pressing need <laughs> to say something. And I, well, I'm going to go ahead and say just thank you to all you folks oh, who yeah, liked yeah. the page and followed the page. I appreciate it. I know I was clickbaiting. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you have to do those kind of things. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I'll I'll ask. I'll ask. I uh all they can do is keep on scrolling. I think everybody uh, had an interesting week. Yeah. Some wetter than others. Yeah, we touched on that. Yeah. And uh, it was cold. It was it, it was, was miserable. It was a few uh, few leaks, but nothing nothing major. No, for us it was just some, Luckily, some yard we leaks. We have lots of random PVC parts laying around, yeah, so we well, were able to repair what we needed to three repair. Three of nine faucets in the yard went went belly up <laughs> or elbow up, elbow up, straight up into the air when the ice cube <laughs> shot out of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our daughter had it worse. She went four days without water. Yeah, Lake Charles definitely yeah. had some serious problems. Yeah, as a result of the, the hurricane. hurricanes, actually once again reared their ugly heads. Yeah. Laura and Delta. Apparently, those, there are a lot of uninhabited dwellings. Those out saucy there. wenches are still bothering us. Yes, they are <laughs> saucy wenches. Oh, there you touched on our theme today. Yep, the theme today is language, and we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the English language, uh, because you know that's the one that well, uh, according to things I've pulled up about one third of the planet can speak English reasonably well. Oh, wow. All yeah, right. that's, that's pretty good. We're spreading. Well, actually it's going the other way now, but I guess we have the Brits to thank for that really Oh, absolutely. for so gallantly conquering the rest of the world to make 
all those other countries British. And yes. <laughs> thank you for your colonialism. How <laughs> gallant of them. <laughs> for all those who died to keep oh, China British. Come on, we did that with democracy too. Yeah, well, we're not real worried about it. We weren't as them. successful. What are you going to do? The Brits. So, uh, yeah, at the beginning there, you heard I was uh, practicing some uh, insults so that I can start insulting people again without later getting canceled uh, for some reason. What it, what people are you going to insult with uh, hurling middle, well, middle English? your basic bobble lines, your drape pokes, your oh, nash gabs. Oh. I think those people deserve to be chastised. Maligned and ridiculed by Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And uh, well, is it really an insult if they don't understand? It is to me, and that's all that matters. Oh, oh, so you don't as, need to. Be, as long as I get pleasure, you out don't of it. need. You don't need reaction. You just no, need to do it yourself. No, not at all. I just oh, need to know that I have insulted I somebody horribly. It's the pleasure we you get know, out of the the words you you used, and they all did have negative connotations. Even though you know, I wouldn't know yeah, exactly what them, they meant. Most of them did. Your tone and and just the words themselves sounded. You know, aggressive and angry. They they were um, a good example. Hair cop. A hair cop. A hair cop is is cop. Yeah, cop. Okay. Uh, it's it's actually uh, rabbit brained. Ah. Right. Cop, cop. Oh, hair. Okay. Cop was old English for uh, hat and head, and over time came to also it could include what's inside your head, your brain. Oh, you okay? So oh, if you were yeah. a hair cop, you were rabbit brain. Oh, so so not bright. You were you are you Correct. jumped around ideas. You had a, a muck spout was a person who said a lot, but talked a lot, but said nothing. Oh. A muck spout. So, and we know what muck is. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we can like kinda, a muckrakers? Well, in- <laughs> yeah. I mean, not clearly that's what they were saying. Yeah. A, uh, uh, in this case, I suppose they're saying a shite spewer. <laughs> How about that? Oh, okay. There we go. Shite golf. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> so English. English is a fun language. And, it, it and the history of English language. is, is kind of cool. Well, and and it's because we have such a colorful language for idioms and and you know hyperbole things like that. We, hyperbole. Hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> you mean hyperbole? Huh? Where's the R in hyperbole when you spell it? I've never understood that. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, huh? Hmm. So you can tell things by people the about people by English. the way they pronounce their words. In some cases, you yeah, can absolutely. Uh, uh, certainly, young people you can spot in an instant when they say things like "button." And uh, not in. Uh, but that's just that that they're just identifying with their group. But we'll, of we'll, we'll get to them later. Let's talk. Let's go back in time. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's go do back the history, to history. Start uh, again. Well, first, we'll, uh, I guess I suppose what we need to do first and foremost is just what is English? English. And I'm going to give you the textbook definition. Why? Well, because you got to start somewhere and All why right. not here? It, and that's a unified. Dis- English definition. is one of the Indo-European family of languages. Uh, related to most of the languages spoken in Europe, Western Asia, and basically from Iceland to India. The parent tongue, Proto-Indo-European, spoken 5,000 years ago by nomads that settled in what is today southern Germany. Okay. So there you go. And then it began to branch off, and we got a whole host of languages out of this, uh, English being one of them. The English language is the West Germanic language, and it's most closely related to, and this is always fun, German and Dutch. So even though English doesn't sound German, we have a lot to thank Germany for when it comes to the language and the Germanic tribes that settled 
in England, of course, brought their own language with them. And we ended up with a, a what they called a polyglot <laughs> language, which was really old English, was a combination of old English and Norse, and completely not understandable by your average person. Well, but then around. that identified your tribe. Uh, it, it could. Yeah. It could very well. Um, you had the Angles in, uh, that settled in England. You had the Saxons. You had uh, various Germanic tribes and, and Scandinavian groups, all of them mixing together. And there is that is part of the reason why the English in northern England sounds different than the English in southern England. It goes back to the, that time. But all of us, when we were in school, most of us, I don't know how much now, but we were all punished with Beowulf at some point. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Beowulf, luckily, they didn't, fairy tales, but I'm, but I'm luckily, better Be- for it today, sir. Beowulf, uh, we weren't forced to learn it in its original old English. Thankfully. Because we would have had real trouble. Well, yeah, we would have. <laughs> well, and that was, you know, that's kind of where the, the term slang began is during Chaucer's time. Well, uh, that came later. Chaucer's 500 years later, roughly, than Beowulf. Beowulf. Yeah, but, but the just following that train of where language shifted from Beowulf to Canterbury Tales to Shakespeare. Yeah. In literature. Yeah. There's a, well, where else are you going to follow it in writing? Well, you can follow it with, with, yeah, with writing, but those are the things we know. The transition from old English to middle English, you have to, you have to throw in the French. Oh, sure. Because the French in 1066, when England was invaded, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when, kind of, kind when of William to dominate. when William the bastard invaded uh, England and took the throne, he was French. The Normans, he was Norman, and that meant they were French. And the Storm and Normans came in and made everything that the government did in England French. So everybody else had to learn it. So the court was in French. It would be as if. Suddenly in America, we took all of our governing documents and just changed them to another language. And the average people would just have to figure it out. You could just go back. Latin. We'll just do everything in Latin now. Yeah, why not? It's up to them to catch up. Latin's actually. And you would. The society would pick up from there. Um, But language and and the, the specific instances of changes are what kind of identified all the individual groups. Right. And. And but at the same time, you had this mix of languages that all had to deal with this French influence that came in. Yeah, the governmental level. And so old English gradually blends into the French and the and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And we end up and we'll just fast forward four hundred years. So from the time that That's the, what I was doing. Yeah, well, but we, that's what I was trying to do, is trying to get that information there to ex- explain the 400-year gap uh, <laughs> between Beowulf and, and, Canterbury Tales. and Canterbury Tales, which Canterbury Tales, you're looking at about 1,400. Yes. And by the time we get to 1,400, French is no longer the dominant language of court. It is now English. English. What we refer to now as Middle English, and there's a reason that we call it Middle English, because it's not our English. And... Now you start to hear English a little closer to what we speak today uh, in Canterbury Tales. Yeah. Again, everyone was punished with the Canterbury Tales in high school at some point, uh, but it's it's different. It's still different. If you took somebody today and dropped them into 1400s England, they would struggle to communicate in a big no, way. No different than, than the old with the young today. 
Uh, I think at least we have the internet. You can go check Urban Dictionary. <laughs> you can always look things up. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. But we had uh, the, the elderly friend in the 1400s. We have the 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 example of Middle English is the author Chaucer. Yes, uh, for the Canterbury Tales, for uh, Gawain and the Green Knight, uh, Troilus and Cressida. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, and all of them written in Middle English. But even Middle English had dialects. You had different areas of England that well, spoke and different that, and versions. That that's what identified them and identified your region. I mean, people people would learn and that's where the phrase slang came from at that point because present day at that point present day meaning uh for slang didn't come until about 16th 17th century and the English criminal element were the ones that spoke slang. That was the term they used for their dialect of language that most people didn't speak. I mean, at that point in time, four million people spoke English, but only 10 percent of those spoke criminal cant is what they (laughs) called it. And then it became slang. So everything that is slang originated from the criminal element. So it was economics. Yeah, yeah, that identified you as rarely that are, part are your of the criminals group. going to be the rich folks. Well, no. So they <laughs> so it would have been their dress and their and their speech. Yes. And and you have to remember too there's at this point there is no standardized spelling for anything. Yeah. Oh, no. Shakespeare wrote <laughs> they spell it different, anyway. different spellings for all sorts of things. Even his name was spelled differently in, in Correct. writings. Yeah. <laughs> he did. We still don't know how he pronounced his own name. We have no idea. If you can't hear it, exactly. So we assume, we make a lot of assumptions. We have to. Yeah. Uh, the, The fact is that language has an evolutionary pattern, much like biology. That's one of the fun things about researching this is finding out that language is very much like a species. It, it oh, has, yeah. it has an evolution and some of the, some of the evolution is forced upon it. Some of the evolution is, is what they call drift where it's just for some reason it happened. They have no real explanation why it happened. And they research language pretty much like they research the evolution of species. Even Darwin. Sure felt that language was an evolutionary thing. Well, sure. You have like the forced upon, you have historical evolution of language, and then you have the um, socio society's effect on language, which is what makes it uh, change much quicker. Right. And, And we have lots of examples of this in modern age, but in the, the middle ages, when we're talking about middle English, something radical happened that really did have a, Marked shift, shift, noticeable shift. Yeah. In fact, it's called the great vowel shift. Okay. And vowels took on new, new sounds, but the vowel shift, when people talk about the great vowel shift, they're not talking about the sound of the vowels. They're talking about where in your mouth you make the sound of the vowel. The vowels did change, Okay, but it's in your mouth where you place your tongue and how you form the various sounds in middle English. And it's kind of interesting when they force you, most of us, when we did Canterbury Tales in school, we learned the general prologue, the introduction of Canterbury Tales, but we just read it in English. Well, sure. And, you know, and, and so you have this thing where you don't really understand what it sounded like properly. But for instance, just the word when mm-hmm. in Chaucer's time, it was Juan. That A became an E at some point along the way. And there's bunches of examples of that. Uh, the word shop, and we all see it at the Renaissance Festival, right? S H O P P E, yeah, shoppy, shoppy, you old shop. So that was, but that was the change came from the youth. You know, it did. 
Well, it had to be the youth. It uh, was the kids. It's always the making kids. Making things simpler. Well, yeah. Look, they're doing it today, but now we're down to one letter. I mean, why do we need to pronounce that E at the end of a word it's, like... It's a waste of, of my breath. Of, of maca. Make. <laughs> Same word. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we... Uh, we went from okay to okay to K. <laughs> I, my, teen, my classes don't even know how to properly spell it. Oh. K-A-Y. I said, well, that's how it's really spelled. No, it's okay. Just two letters. No, no, it's it's not. And, well, it doesn't matter. We just say K or put K. It's easier yeah. to text. Well, yeah, absolutely. They would they would have loved text. Of course, middle. how did you say that, K? How would you have known how to text in Middle English, though? Nothing was written down the same. Yeah. No rules. There, so a lot more miscommunication. There were no conventions. A lot more miscommunication. Because, really, that's what language is for. It's, it's to have power, control, to identify you part of a group, you know, think about the purpose of language and why it's so important. And if it's so important, why are we changing it so quickly? Well, but now that's the question. Is language <laughs> actually changing quickly? It Yes, I feel like it is. See, I, I would say that you're only thinking that because you have a short lifespan. Hmm. The, you know, the, the fact is we haven't had a shift like we had from Middle English to Modern English. In 1400, you would have had this line, Juan not the opera with the Shoro Sota. You would have had that, and it would have become in just 150 years, when in April, when the showers fall. Juan not the opera with the Shoro Sota. When in April, when the showers fall. Okay. That's a huge yeah, difference. That's, that's two, three generations of real people speaking to go from that to that. Okay, well, here's the fun part. In Shakespeare's time, mm -hmm. 150 years later, they had no idea how Middle English sounded. Sounded. They were not, well, you don't have any means so of getting it down. Shakespeare thought Chaucer was a bad poet <laughs> because he didn't understand how to read Middle English. Well, don't you naturally do that when you read a poem <laughs> to, to make the rhyme? You, you say, you know, again, you do things to purposely make the rhyme. Musicians do it all the time. You sing a song and you're going along. It's like, man, he struggled for that rhyme. <laughs> Well, what happened was, at least as far as we can tell with the research in Middle English, the reason this change happened so fast was because all these groups in Northern England suddenly just moved south. Now, for what reasons? Would have been economics, probably yeah. maybe weather, who knows? Weather, jobs, uh, For whatever reason, resources. there was this grand migration of people from the north of England where everything was heavily dominated by Germanic Inflection, Influence. yeah, coming down, and for whatever reason, all these vowels begin to sound differently. Uh, a, a word like "boat" that used to be spelled "b o o t e" suddenly is "b o a t," and "boot" mm -hmm. is "b o o t." Well, I think that's still part of the of the whole idea that you identify as part of a group, and so when the groups merge, you take on each group takes on some factors from the other group language would have been first because you have to come to an, a common understanding. If you don't have the same slang and you don't use the same jargon or phrases as somebody else, you, there might be misunderstanding because there's levels of communication to words. The question is, were there any kids getting smacked for saying things the wrong way? I'm sure there like were. When Parents kid, have been griping about when, it forever. When a kid would go, mom, look, it's a shower. And she's like, shower us. Whack. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you say that. <laughs> it's not how it's pronounced. Speak correctly. Hey, mom, when's dinner? It's Juan. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> These mom, kids today. Mom, you're looking really fat. 
It's thicker. <laughs> Modernize everything. But, uh, that but is the they, that is the greatest happen. change in English, though. Basically, the English today, if you had somebody from 300 years ago and you pulled them to today, yes. they might not understand the technological language parts. But as yeah. far as language language, they yeah, get by that, just fine. Well, that's the commonality, that there's still a base that everybody has in common. So you do have that part of communication, but then you start to to isolate groups by certain certain words and phrases that are being used in in a manner that only your group understands you know thinking about youth and well politics any any group of people any tribe of people is going are going to have their own sure. phrases and inside oh there you go forcing people into tribes I yeah see. well <laughs> you, you people do that we haven't uh, we haven't had according to the thing we haven't had any kind of major shift in english language since that great vowel shift. So basically since we can say 1600, so we're looking at almost 400 years, we haven't had a radical shift in how English is pronounced. We've added boatloads of words. And and we've shortened and and we've dropped lots and lots of yes. letters off of words. Dropped letters, uh dropped sounds. The uh, lots of sounds, definitely lots of sounds. We've even created letters to replace a sound letter. There was this weird thing called a thorn, but it looks like a P, but the top is comes up higher than the, the little circle of the P. Yeah. And that was the sound of th, like in... Like a TH? TH, yeah. And now, of course, we know that TH can sound like th or the, either one, but that, that symbol, we just dropped it. We got rid of it for whatever reason, and we created that TH thing. Because when you're writing, it takes more... Strokes? Uh, no, actually, it seems to me the th would take more, more to. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? But again, no, no rules at that time for how things could yeah. be written or spelled. Well, people are going to do it for convenience, for uh, oh, yeah. identification. Uh, usually, well, mother of invention, right? Necessity. Yeah, I, maybe so. The sounds that 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 were Germanic, many of the Germanic sounds we've kept. We we got rid of a lot of the French stuff. It's still there. There's pieces mm, well, of well, sure, but all languages are within the English language now. But for the most part, yeah, with the the language we've we've stabilized somewhat. Yes. And and the more exposure to the rest of the world we all have to each other, we take on you know other phrases and terms, which makes it kind of very complex to communicate sometimes. Does it? Is it hard to? What are you? What are you trying to say? Well, I'm trying to say that if if you're <laughs> you're not a, communicating, <laughs> you're not necessarily <laughs> able to understand older people. If you're not exposed to teenagers, you may have a miscommunication kind of issue with a with a younger person. If you're not continually uh, trying to stay up on that a little bit, you're going to fall behind, and it's going to happen quickly. Well, yeah, definitely, and you've got always got that group that's. You know, we don't want this to change. There had to be people that pushed oh, back, sure, right? Sure, that didn't. It, this is how it's spoken. Well, that was the thing in the uh, 18th century. You had schoolmasters in England, you know, whipping boys who who tried to to write or use uh, slang or their own young jargon that they had created. <laughs> oh, good times! Yes, well, you could just Mister Speak the King's English. Well, yeah, <laughs> boys were getting whipped for that. Well, you know, you can't you can't have the youth dictating 
what language is going to do. That's not right. What do they know about what's going to happen later? <laughs> they have no clue, right? They don't know. <laughs> All right. So then the us, where do we, where now language has gotten so weird. I mean, emojis, think of the level of communication you lose with emojis. People are complex. If you put, what about when you can't see the emojis very well and you click the wrong one and then you try to explain why you sent an eggplant? I didn't mean that, you know, and then I, I'm going to say I've never sent an eggplant to anybody. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. All right. You, please don't. I don't want to see that on your phone. Don't worry. It's not going to happen. I'm going to have to go after somebody. <laughs> what? That's weird. <laughs> That would, that would, yeah, that's terrible. Oh man. So so okay. Like with the well, like there like, you go. There see, what, you, see what I did? Yeah, you're going to do the vocal fry now. Well, that one has really got people that's up different. in arms. That's not language. That's just. It's, I don't even it, know what it is. It's a, it's young women taking on an affectation to identify with the group. Car, the Kardashians. <laughs> okay. Well, it it had it had its moment. Uh, uh, it had its moment. Yeah. You know what? Well, but then nothing. I see. I said the th. I can't. I, can't I, I have it. a hard time doing it incorrectly. But who's to say if it's incorrect? I'm old. Nut in from nut in leaves. Nut in. <laughs> that song wouldn't have worked nearly as well. No, it would probably wouldn't. Have. But musicians do different things. That they enunciate in different ways to, um, to make the song. Just to <laughs> to bounce back for a second, a couple of words that have changed for us today. Today, if you've got a, uh, you know, if you've got geese. Everybody knows what that is. Geese. You got a bunch of gooses, right? <laughs> well, if you'd had a bunch of geese in the past, you would have had a bunch of geese. 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 Okay. Uh, if you had um, mice, you'd have had meese. Well, we we still use meese. But we do that as a joke. Uh, well, you meeses. <laughs> I love my meeses to pieces. Uh, <laughs> the A sound, A-Y, like in pay. Uh, in Middle English, went to E E, and so it was pay, right? Yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and then the E the E E sound E became the I E sound pie. <laughs> what what's going on? <laughs> what is Why? happening with what, us? What was happening? And then, then the French thing stayed. You've got words that you don't need the E at the end, like fiance. Yeah. There doesn't need to be that E at the your end. Fiance. It should be A-Y. Well, people, your fiance. <laughs> your fiance. Yes. He's my fiance. <laughs> no other language, and this is a fact, no other language has ever had this vowel shift the way English did. It's completely unexplainable. They don't, there's, when I went and looked up theories for the great vowel shift, yeah. I came up with no less than 20. Oh, wow. Which tells you that no one really knows mm. for sure so why this happened. So they're still struggling to, to find that out. And, and. The actual reasoning would probably be difficult to pinpoint simply because you can't actually hear and all you ha all you can do is take it from the writings of the time. And that was limited too. right. I and, mean, the printing well, press in changed literature, everything, in literature, the brid, B-R-I-D in literature, people were still writing the word brid for something we all are familiar with up until Shakespeare's time in texts, brid. Shakespeare, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, when he wrote it, he wrote it B-I-R-D, bird. And somewhere along the way, people did do that. Yeah, it went they, from brid to bird. Now, was that just laziness? 
because they didn't have writing maybe, conventions. Maybe if you were saying that, then you identified yourself as a person who went to the theater. Maybe. Well, you know, theaters and actors, they were lumped right in there with prostitutes. Yeah, I know. But there's something kind of, you know, you know interesting honey, about Honey, I'm going to the pie corner. <laughs> there's something interesting about doing- a lovely Shakespearean term. The naughty, you know, you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, so- If you go to always... the pie corner, you're probably doing something you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> you beard splitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have a great ball, uh, W. Um, in 1901, uh G.K. Chesterton said that uh, he said all slang is metaphor and all metaphor is poetry. So when the kids change the language and and we speak in slang, we're being poetic, right? What is metaphor? Ah, wow! And that's why we love puns, right? Sure. We we laugh at them. We know they're bad, uh, the lowest form of humor, but we well, when when people say you know you need to speak correct English, who's Right. (laughs) Who's correct English? Well, I guess what we're going to say is that you have standard English. Well, that's what I teach, right? Rules. Kids. No, okay. I know how you speak. I know how you write in in your leisurely time, but for this, you would we say that standard English is the English of, again, the government? Yes. It's government, education, law. Yeah, institutions. And you have to be able to speak for, or write and speak for institutions. Unless you're never going to be a part of that. Well, but I try to in, tell my youth that I am influenced each day that, that they don't know that about themselves. You may feel like that's not part of who you're going to be right now, but life does funny things. And in 10 years, you might find yourself somewhere else and needing to be respectable and accepted because, because by respectable you can, people. You can speak grammatically correct, but not standard English correct. Sure. I didn't eat no dinner. I didn't eat any dinner. Those two sentiments are exactly the same. They mean the same thing, but you, some would say you're identifying them each in a as a for a group. You're separating them. Right, but what I'm what I'm getting at is grammatically, those two sentences work. There's nothing wrong with either sentence. Yet, if you say I didn't get no dinner, people are going to go, "Hmm, he doesn't speak very well." And well, how is he not speaking well? He's following all the rules. Okay. Well, I don't have a problem. Just don't write it for an essay unless your character Why? is saying it. Why? Because it's the standard, and that one is the un- non-standard. So what you're saying is standard English isn't ne- necessarily— It's what's agreed upon currently in society. In how it sounds? Look, I've let the ending a sentence with the preposition go. You know, there I, I've let that go. There's still the comma-Oxford debate. I don't know where I stand on that. I don't, I, I don't care about I don't, have, I don't have a real <laughs> it's opinion. A, it's a little more come over it. Neither does Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> That's right. If you can if you can sell books and, and you don't use it, you don't need a comma. Carry on. Carry on. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> They'll accept you. That's what it is. Split That's what infinitives. It is. I was asked to thoroughly water the garden. No, Star Trek let that go too. To boldly go where no, it's okay. <laughs> Is After that, okay? that, it's okay. We can split infinitives now? We can now? split those darn infinitives. Well, too. not according to the rules of standard. standard English. Well, and that's the point again. It's where you use it. it are you, do use it in the appropriate place. 
Oh, so it's situational grammar. Situational grammar. grammar. Absolutely. And and we do that when we talk to speech class, you know, it's you're going to use different language and different tone and speak clearer when you are trying to get a job. You know, there are going to be instances in your life where you need to do what society. So I shouldn't call a student a, 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 a muck spout. Well, uh, no, because I could say that I might call a student something along those lines, and that would be encouraging them to look it up. Mm. So in there, in that case, I'm encouraging education. There you go. Maybe. And don't put that past me, because I'd do it. All right. Well, then the question follows for the now. Every year they have to look up persnickety. <laughs> and that's just a great word. You should make them look up higgledy-piggledy. <laughs> I like that word. Yes. Um, it's situational. Sometimes things come up and you use a word and the kids have so no idea. The question, I guess, is we know now that there wasn't a standard English in the middle, in the middle English rules. No. In How Shakespeare's did we come time. to one, you mean? Well, that, but is standard English going to change? Well, Yeah. So the rules that we are forcing well, upon are, young people today yes, are shifting now. I can't tell you how many things I've had to change as teaching as I've been teaching over the last 18 years because they're societally. Have, so then why have do we have accepted. to do this? God. I, I try to say this is how we used to do it. This is what's becoming accepted. Do what your professor or your <laughs> your next teacher wants you to do. <laughs> Answer it in a way that gets you the grade. There you go. I mean. <laughs> so lie. <laughs> do what you need to do to get by. Hmm. Just don't hurt anybody. No. So, no, so no make sure, you know, it's easier to get your point across writing oh, something Oh, and out. don't be a lick spittle. There's nothing worse than that. That's terrible. Those darn lick spittles. Yeah, mm. we can't have that. I don't like saying that word. Lick spittle. Lick spittle. Oh, I love it. Hmm. That's a great word. Wow. I, I highly I recommend the book "The Vulgar Tongue." Yes. You can get a whole host of great <laughs> words. Great words to use that you, you can know use what? and You want to get a people. rise out of somebody? Just say moist. Yeah, that's a one of those ones that still bothers me. My people. second hour hates that, so I use it a lot now. And that OI vowel shift was a weird thing too. How did that happen? <laughs> Wait, that's going back to the You're past. You're going, going backwards. We we need to move forward. We were trying. We got to us. And how does this? Well, there you go. Well, we got that's, to now. We got to now because I wanted to I wanted to talk about kids for just a second. When I say kids. Well, in a way, I guess when you're talking about English, you almost have to constantly talk about young people because, well, yeah, because they're all one of the, the greatest arbiters besides, of what's going to be allowed. Yeah, besides science words, technology words, you know, business terms, the youth. That's where we get what we use. Well, and and I was thinking about it. I found an article and it's actually an article that was written not that long ago. But I think the guy that wrote this article is probably in his late 20s or early 30s. Okay. And so he is telling parents, this is what your kids are saying. Here are the words they're using that you don't understand. He's He's trying to help parents. But I think he's already behind because kids push changes in language really heavy. And then some of it gets accepted and some of it doesn't. I mean, for a while, saying far out, man, was, was cool. Um, we'll see, but the word cool has transcended. It's gone from the 60s we, and to we now. See, we see the word man. I still do it. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Come on, man. 
right. Well, so we you know Biden. Yeah, Biden. We can but, tell when he grew up yeah. just from that one well, thing. Well, and that's that's the whole group identity thing, right? You're part of a group, but then because things change so quickly, and the internet is is such a, a you say, driving. Joe, Joe force. Biden, did you plagiarize that article? And he goes, "Come on, man." That's that's his answer. Yes, <laughs> he is did plagiarize. Oh, did absolutely. Plagiarize. Well, maybe of, he doesn't remember that. That's where he got it from. That's convenient. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I text a man being and. I- but uh, the guy that wrote the article said, hey, "Parents, uh, we, first of all, do not attempt to communicate with your children using these words." <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, he's got the word "thick." Oh, the the altered spelling. Like, and, he, and he has like, the conversations listed, so the parents like, looks like Jane packed on a few pounds. And the child going, Mom, she looks great. She's thick. And it's a positive. Yeah. Yeah. Look. The, the word woke. <laughs> this is what the parent said to the kid. I saw Oprah Winfrey speak last night, and now I'm woke. The child. And you can imagine the face on the child, right? Excellent usage of the word woke, Mom. I'm proud that you're woke. <laughs> that you're woke. So not only not are you catching the word, you get a little sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Not out of a teenager. My my favorite was the word heard, H E A R D, like you heard something. Okay. The parent, take out the garbage, please. Child, heard. And then in parentheses, this should no way be in Construed no way understood as, as the child will take out the garbage, only that he understood that you want him to. <laughs> he got the directive. <laughs> he just didn't understand it was a command. One of our new favorites, of course, and we've talked about this word a lot, was finna. Yeah, finna. Finna. I'm finna do it. Finna but do that, it. But that's but see, you the shortening. Doing the, you were doing the other one. Well, I fixin'. know because I'm still of the fixing to do it time. But I can remember but, getting harassed for saying that by an English teacher at one time. I'm fixing to go. They're like fixing. You're fixing a, so to you're go. about to go. And, and but see, I can do I can do multiple. That's the whole joy of our language <laughs> is you have multiple ways of saying the same thing, depending on. Well, who you're speaking to, the situation, back to situational, because that's how grammar and look, communication without effective communication, we're nothing. I mean, you can't have a, an, a long term relationship without effective communication. So you have to have those commonalities. Um, well, but the one commonality we have with all of this, of course, is that the structure of the English language doesn't change. As far as the, see, we need a base then. Like if you diagram these sentences with all these weird terms in it, mm-hmm. they look the same. They still whether come they're, out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really kind of interesting. My One of my favorites, and our daughter used it so a little bit, was bougie. Oh, yes. Which is, uh, and for you old people listening, <laughs> uh, it's somebody who uh, wears fancy clothes, has a lot of jewelry makeup, to act like they're better than they are. And the child would say, you know, why are you acting all bougie? Yeah. But what I love is kids have no idea where bougie came from if you ask them. Yeah. And you have to go well, the bourgeoisie. Who, and, young <laughs> people who are interested in history would have gotten it. Maybe. Well, wouldn't they have been the ones that started it? I don't know. I would have to think. Where that did those, bougie come from? Well, That's so bougie. I would think that the young people who, you know, look, the first time we watched The Wire, I mean, I think mm-hmm. that show, as far as language and urban, under, urban, urban slang, like, man, learned it, a lot. It is Shakespearean. It really <laughs> is. I was so impressed. I, I can't say enough about that series and how they handle showing societies and and the crossovers and uh, it was fantastic. So, oh, yeah, there's it, my it review. Was, uh, one more it, word, real quick, because oh. I saw somebody who was forty. Use this word the other day. On a, oh, we're on a laughing post. at old people trying oh, to adapt. Oh, absolutely. Trying to be cool. That's us. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, swole. 
S W O L E. Oh, he's talking, swole. He's talking <laughs> about working out. He's swole. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But it's the past tense of swelled, right? Yes. He's swole. Well, I thought inflammation was bad. <laughs> what? Well, you know what? That's situational. Well, first of all, if you're trying to talk to your kids in their language, you're going to fail. Just don't even try. You can't do it. Unless you're one of the, well, if you want to be their friend, I guess if that's what you're trying to do. I had do. some other days that uh, uh, a student who was just like, come on, bro. And I said, look, I'm not, uh, I'm not your bro. No. And I'm not your bro. <laughs> there is a line here. <laughs> I said, there is a line. I, I am Mr. Long, sir, or you can even call me, hey, <laughs> but you can't call me bro. <laughs> Sorry. I answer to mom at school quite often. Well, that's usually an accident, right? I, yeah. <laughs> you know, unless, unless they're being insulting. Mm, okay, I, mom. No, I would know that right <laughs> away, and I would have to verbally chastise them. Would you? I absolutely would. Oh, I'm, you're mean. I'm pretty laid back about some things, but what? you're not disrespectful. <laughs> what are you laid back about? What do you mean? Oh, you're you're a slave driver in school, man. You push those children so hard. I am not a so slave hard. driver. Oh. They don't even realize they're learning. And Kids come out of that room looking like they've been beat down. No, they do not. Oh, it's terrible. Unless we were talking about death. We talk about death uh, a death. lot in literature. The great leveler. Yeah, it is. It really is. And language. Yeah, you talk about language. Language is divisive and unifying all at the same time. It's I think part, we've all learned that oh over the past. Oh my God! You know what? We've just come back to this realization. It's all about the balance. So we've got the structured side of literature, the foundation sure. that helps us all be able to still communicate with each other. Yeah. And then you have the divisive side. The changing side, the jargon, the slang, the group speak. Group think. Group. Mm, yeah. Well, you got to have language. Well, to have isn't that the think. problem? It you just is. You just nailed it with language. And how does it affect us? There. The, the way it affects us right it now. It took is, us a while to get there. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> the long and winding <laughs> road. Eventually, um, <laughs> eventually something comes out, people. That leads to the third <laughs> act. <laughs> yeah. If you're still there. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. You've got- Thank you, community. Thank you, audience. Uh, think about what's happened with language now for us as a society. People are being ruined yes, because the of their choice say. of language. And sometimes for something they said before the new 10 language. 10 or 20 years ago. The new language took and, over. And maybe they weren't woke yet. It didn't exist as it a term. It wasn't part of a thing yet. So can we have some... Tra- I guess back then they weren't awakened. We need some transition time. Yes, a weekend. <laughs> we need transition time. So if society is going to change something on us, yeah, if, if we need to have an agreed upon, okay, now, from now on, we're not going to say that. We're not going to use that. It It's always kind of gone by happenstance. There's usually a well, lot of violence. Well, society decides, and, but society yeah. needs to... Chill out, man. <laughs> Take a chill pill. That's right. The The fact is that you've got older people who are being held accountable for saying things that at the time they said them, they were perfectly acceptable. Young people may not like it now, Yeah. but hey, young people, too bad. Yeah, you're going to have to Because you're going to be in the same boat. Soon, because your language is going to go by the wayside, Because I'm watching too. some of you now that have kids, and those kids 
are going to be the same snarky little turds that you were when you were a little kid, okay? <laughs> and you know what? I was one too. I was going to say, and you better, my dad you was throw one. us all oh, into that boat. I absolutely believe. Yeah, because it's part of the, it's part of the cycle. Just As like I say to people changes. all the time who go, oh, I could never be a teacher. Kids today. I'm like, kids today are no different than they've no, ever been. They're they really not. No, they have a lot more pressures. They have they different have pressures. Different things that we didn't have. They have certainly a all, lot more social baggage than we have. Oh, yeah. Because their society is so much larger given the internet. Yeah. That's all it is. Their Media society has, has gotten caused, bigger. Yes. And they have way too much to that they're told. But then my argument is always the same there. If you're told everything, how do you know what to care about? Right. It's an overwhelming amount of information. It that is. And, and you have multiple ways to communicate those things that you yes. now are dealing with. But we have to kind of get take a step back with the language thing and, and the language police that seem to exist yeah. today. Well, self-censorship is a major part that's, of our language. And that's what's happening now with language is we're actually going the other way, right? Mm, yes. Self, self-censorship. Yes. People won't say stuff. Simply because they d- are afraid, yeah, of the, Re- the mob. consequences. The the I'm just going to start referring to these people as the mob because they always remind me of the mob in the French so Revolution. So that's the extremist part that, of society. That's the extremists on both sides who and attempt very to vocal use and they have platforms language now, right? And they attempt to use language politically, which is what uh, what Huxley. Language. I mean, not Huxley. Uh, what Orwell warned us about yes. is. That when language is used politically, it has a lot, you know, they say words never hurt me. They absolutely can. Words are all about control. Yeah. Sticks and stones will break your bones and words can certainly hurt you. (laughs) They can get your head chopped off. And today they can get you ruined. They can cost you your job, your family, all kinds of things. Yeah. So language, while it's fun to talk about language and the changes in the past, the changes that are happening today are not fun. Well, you know, I almost want to say that that's a different topic in the it sense is, that here it's i think it's i think it's more we we've, we've t- looked at the slang and the uh, and the aspects of language that are less significant in controlling you're talking about the institutional language the governing well we were talking about the standard, yeah, the standard english and then and how they're using how is it affecting that. us so today. that's changing too yeah well it's how to, how does it affect us here's here's the set standard that we yeah. have this is what you can and can't do but today, that is so fluid from one moment to the next. Yeah, that, that you, we don't have a great aware. vowel shift. We have a great culture shift. Absolutely. So maybe that's the comparison. All right. So then as far as the lesson to us, what have we learned? Well, we've learned that language will never just stay. Oh, no, no. If you're a curmudgeon who wants uh, the kids I to. I don't think to, anyone should ever change the way that, they speak. That, let that go because that's going to just stress you out. It's Language not going to happen. Language is just like a living thing. E- except the, yeah, it the dynamic and it evolves aspects of it. For a variety of reasons. But, then that, but you also need to be aware in your day-to-day that you're going to, in some cases, adopt terms you maybe don't want to or drop terms that you don't want to drop. You're going to have to change the way you speak, but that's not necessarily a negative thing. Right. You should learn the standard. Yes. What you should do. And then you've got the the language of the group you're in. It's like driving a car. You know you should wear shoes when you drive a car. But once you get your license, eh, if those shoes come off, who's going to know? What a strange (laughs) analogy. That's the best one I could come up with. (laughs) On the fly. (laughs) On the fly. On the fly. That was all you got. Yeah, that was Sunday brain. (laughs) Speaking (laughs) idioms now, (laughs) like a football coach. (laughs) 
I can't, I, can't, I was going to try to do, I was going to try to do Ogeron, but I can't make my voice sound oh, no. like that. I'd, I'd have to smoke five packs of cigarettes just first. Just to get there. Or, or yell it at a football or team. Or just go scream outside yeah. for about 30 minutes. <laughs> oh my goodness. We will. Did you, um, uh, did you, somebody, did you get an email? You'd said something about. Uh, oh, you know, as we, as we do come to the wrap up here of, of uh, how language uh, is, is manipulated and, and adapted. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess it's both. It's, um, it's certainly definitely shit. We had I had some unsolicited uh, review. Some I had a unsolicited review. Well, it's, one is some. <laughs> yeah. Now it's somebody I know, but it was very kind, and she said that she appreciated a female voice. That she. she Why? Was, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> she was uh, pleased that I was here full time now, and, and and enjoyed my my. You input. better enjoy it because she's costing me a fortune. Okay, so I, I we really appreciate our community out there. The those of you, our people. I call you our people. I go into my classroom; they're my people for fifty minutes at a time. But you, you guys little, are our, our, our people. little community. Yeah, and we're going to keep attempting to do this with our little community. And we sure would uh, appreciate any feedback you got. Just send it to Hab's us. Hab's got some feedback. You told me. Uh, wait a minute. You talking about when he went elk hunting? No, well, I don't know about the. He could have been anywhere when he got the feedback. I thought it was via like a message or something. Somebody that was listening to the show, somebody, uh, a former student. Yeah, it was uh, actually it was a former student who never had either one of us as teachers. Really, and I don't know how that happened. I thought I, I had either. every eighth grader no, no, that ever the, went through. It was, South. It, oh no, no, the the feedback to Habs was it was a student that yeah you didn't teach him. I didn't teach him. Somehow these managed to avoid us throughout the school. That may have been intentional. And, and somehow he accidentally found the podcast and oh, enjoyed okay. it. And, and and I appreciate that very much. Yes, we appreciate all feedback. All feedback. So the Facebook. But but here's the thing. If you if you you know want to send us feedback, please put it in Shakespearean English. <laughs> send us a haiku. Yeah, there you go. I would like haikus. I want I'm I'm going to solicit haikus. Send from me you. a body middle English poem. <laughs> No, it has to be appropriate. Well, I'm not going to publish it. Oh, well, then what's, it's the fun, really good. what's the fun in that? You're asking people to do something. But and you they, can also post on the Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, just say hey. And say hey. And if you have any links to any cool little stories, topics, or whatever, yeah. send those too. Yeah, man. send those. We're, we're yeah. going to stick with the format then, now. We, we promise we us. won't uh, call you a bobaline or a cumbervold or a fop doodle. That you know of. <laughs> well, not to your face. No, no, I've called many people fop doodles when they weren't around. But I, I'm not that kind of person. No, I'm no. not. I'm not either much. No. Be that. positive. Mostly. Balance out your your. Uh, balance is everything. Yeah, balance everything in life. Balance is key. That's true. Balance. All right, Mister Long. Are we Are we done here? I think we should be. All right. Are you sure? Unless you've got something else you need to say. Oh, long in the boot at gmail.com. Phone number 337-502-9011. Say good day, Deb. Good day, eh?